if if I'm really missing someone and really hurting about hurting about them not being there, that just trumpets how much they meant to me and how much I love them. And that is a perfectly it's an expression of love. You know, grief is almost the backside of love that if we love, eventually we're going to grieve and that's okay. This week, grief specialist Gary Rowe guides listeners on what to expect during the holidays where a lot of memories are made and reflected upon, and how to use the holiday season to grieve well. Stay tuned. The whole mission of Hitched is to help couples enjoy their marriage and live happily ever after. That's one of the reasons we have the Hitched Wine Club. We wanted to offer something that would be a reminder every month for couples to sit down, reconnect, and enjoy the company of one another. We have partnered with the fantastic Touring and Tasting who hand-select the wines that will be delivered to your door each month. You can go to our website, hitchedmag.com, click on the Wine Club link, and check out the different club options available to you. Again, visit hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Cheers! Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am excited that we have back on the show Gary Rowe. Gary is an award-winning author, a speaker, and a grief specialist for of more than 30 years. Uh, Gary is also the co-author of Comfort for Grieving Hearts, and you can find more at his website, Gary Rowe, that's R-O-E.com. Um, so with your expertise, Gary, today we are going to talk about dealing with grief during the holidays. So I understand this probably isn't going to be a Mm. joyous topic, but I think it's going to be a very helpful conversation for a lot of people out there. So with that being said, I first want to ask you, what makes the holidays particularly hard for people? Hmm. Good question, Steve. And um, what makes the holidays particularly hard is most of us have tons of memories that revolve around holidays, mm-hmm. and all of those memories have people involved in them. And the holidays have this sort of mystical power to surface our losses, especially this time of year, Thanksgiving and Christmas, Hanukkah, though, you know, this particular uh, season has this ability to kind of throw our losses in our faces. We're, we're very aware of who is missing. And because of all those memories that that we've got behind us, um, a grief trigger, boy, they're everywhere. They could be a decoration that you pull out of a box. They could be a present uh, that you see on the wall. It could be someplace that you go. It could be a restaurant, an aroma, the tinkling of a Salvation Army bell, um, a certain you know, holiday classic song, uh, anything can remind you of someone who has died. Mm -hmm. And then, and then the grief is just on you. You, you miss them. And it's, it's just a tough, tough, tough time of year, especially for people who have lost someone very close to them this past year or the year before that, especially Mm. it can be really, really, really hard. Mm. Grief triggers. I haven't heard that phrase before, but that makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and anything can be a trigger. I mean, it can, and it can say, happen anytime and anywhere too. So, yeah, I was going to say that probably even, I mean, smells would be another one for mm-hmm. during holiday season that would trigger 
I would, I guess. Uh, so with that being said, can you prepare for the grief? You know, I think you can. Okay. Um, most of us who have lost someone um, close to us in the last couple of years will meet grief at some point during the holidays. And almost everybody grieves on some level over the holidays because we're all missing someone. And so one of the things that we can do to help ourselves prepare is to just tell ourselves the truth, which is if we've lost someone in the last couple of years, a good truth to tell ourselves will be these holidays will be different. They will be they, they will be different. Mm-hmm. It is it is not going to be business as usual. Um, my world has changed because so and so has died or left or I've had event. You know, just deaths. Um, for example, loss of homes and fires. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in California, loss of home and flood in in floods, uh, the incarceration of a relative, a divorce, a separation, um, all kinds of things can be categorized as losses. And during the holidays, they really hurt. So just telling ourselves this holiday is going to be different, mm-hmm. and then and then telling ourselves the second part of it, which is, but they can still be good. Yeah, you know, I, I I don't have to let this holiday and the potential grief that's coming at me rule me, but I can actually use this holiday to uh, help myself grieve well, to uh, honor uh, the one who died or the one I've lost, and to still love the people around me. But chances are, it's going to look different than any other holiday I've experienced up until now. So that that's one thing we can do to just kind of set ourselves up because a big sneaky culprit um, that can sabotage our holidays and send us running for cover is expectations. Mm. You know, we've we we've got them of ourselves. Other people have them of us. Uh, the world has an expectation of us that this is the fa la 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 season you know it is yeah. it is you, you know we we want to see happy smiling faces when we go places and uh, you know if you're grieving gosh that either requires you to wear an extra thick mask Mm-hmm. Or to plan ahead in case you do feel grief, or whatever whatever the case might be. It, it makes everything just uh, kind of uber challenging, yeah. I guess, um, for someone who's grieving. Yeah, I like the idea of approaching um, the holiday season with truth and honesty. That that things will be different. Um, one of the things that we have talked about in the past uh, on the podcast and articles on the website is how when you get married. Um, mm. There's a lot of complications because you have different mm-hmm. family dynamics and things of that nature, and so then you go through this process of starting new traditions. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when you're talking about the loss of somebody and and recognizing that things will be different from this point going forward, um, it just reminded me of the fact that this would be an opportunity to have you know to you know honor the loss, but also recognize that you you're going to need to have a new tradition. And yes. recognize that, you know, what you had in the past was amazing and great or mm-hmm. whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. But what mm-hmm. is going to go forward to, to the point you were making is that it's going to be different. And so you should just recognize that that you're not going to have that, uh, what was in the past ever again. That That's absolutely right. It's 
is, um, recognizing it, just recognizing it gives you an opportunity to grieve. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even if you decide, okay, this loved one particularly loved this, tra- this tradition and I'm going to attempt to continue it, well, it is still going to be different because they're not there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you find ways to continue it or to morph it to honor them and to take your own heart seriously at the same time. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So, so then how do you, how do you honor the grief? Because you know, it's coming. Um, so how do you mm-hmm. honor that in a healthy way? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think the first thing is recognize that number one, it's okay to hurt at the holidays. Uh-huh. Um, give it, give yourself permission. Um, and, you know, ask yourself the question in, in light of what's happened, whether it be the loss of a home, the loss of a person, the loss of whatever, um, is it okay for me to hurt about that? Well, of course it is. And then the next question is, is it okay for me to hurt about that over the holidays? Well, it's almost a non-question because you do hurt about it. Mm -hmm. And so giving yourself that permission that, okay, it's okay to hurt over the holidays. The second thing is recognizing that your grief actually honors or whatever you've lost. In other words, if, if I'm really missing someone and really hurting about hurting about them not being there, that just trumpets how much they meant to me and how much I love them. And that is a perfectly, it's an expression of love. You know, grief is almost the backside of love, that if we love, eventually we're going to grieve, and that's okay. And then the third step is really, um, I'm a big proponent of having a plan for the holidays can make all the difference in the world. Now, by plan, I don't mean some grand master plan with 30 activities and uh, a, a lot of falderall all mixed into it, but a simple, a simple plan focused on um, grieving. A simple plan, like let's say someone has died. A simple plan to honor that person during the holidays. It can be as simple as lighting a candle, it can it can be writing a letter, it can be going and buying them a card and writing a message uh, inside to them. It can involve other people mm. where everybody else goes out and buys a card that reminds them of that person and you all come together and share those cards together. Um, it, it can be, I, I mean, the, the key thing is keeping it simple and being creative, but having a plan to honor them. Now, people come up with, it happens so often that people say something like, well, I don't want to do that because, gosh, this is the holidays. I don't want to bring anybody down. I don't want to be sad over the holidays. Uh-huh. I don't I don't want to be a downer for anybody else. But the fact of the matter is, everybody is aware of who's missing. Right. That, that, that person is already the elephant in the room. And... It, much better and much healthier just to do something very simple that acknowledges the elephant in the room, uh, puts them front and center for a little while, where you can honor them, share memories about them, knowing it will be emotional, there will be tears shed, it will be painful in some points, but we have to recognize those tears and grief and pain are already there. Right. We're, we're not creating them. By doing that, instead, we're giving ourselves and the other people in the room an opportunity to express what's inside them, and we're really grieving together, which is ideally, ideally 
what we should be doing or what we could be doing um, to do this in even more in even a more healthy way. I, I was thinking that um, it would probably put everybody there uh, at a little more ease too, because as you mentioned, yes, it's the elephant in the room, and so everybody's kind of waiting about you know how do I re- you know do I bring this up? Do I say anything? And if you make it front and center, that gives everybody that opportunity to let it go and yes. then be able to move on and then have the other conversations not feeling guilty about what what's not there. So What's not? Absolutely. And, you know, often families, uh, one member of the family will be especially keen on this and they'll say, gosh, do I just... Do I just do this or do I include family members in this? And I say, well, it all depends on relationships. You know, I've, I know people who have done things privately mm-hmm. and they've just let that be it. I know other people that have contacted other family members and said, just up front, as you know, so-and-so is missing this year or so-and-so has died or we've lost our home or whatever the case might be. And as a result of that, I'm just going to state the obvious that, you know, the holidays are going to be different this year. And one thing I would like to do is to honor Sam or Stephanie in some way over these holidays. So if everybody could be thinking about that in the next couple of days and come up with some ideas and email me or text me, uh, maybe we can work on a plan together. One, well, I was just going to say one thing that I really appreciate that you're doing is we're talking about grief and you have brought up a couple different types of grief, I think. Uh, mm. You've mentioned mm. incarceration, so that would be mm-hmm. a way that somebody's not there during the holidays. You've mentioned mm-hmm. houses burning to the ground where you have that loss. Um, so I, while we, ha- while we have been... I approach this in a very literal sense of mm. someone has died and that's the grief we're talking about, but you have brought into the conversation, these other types of grief. Um, and so I just wanted to acknowledge to the listeners that, um, those are, those are valid, uh, p- points of grief that you may also feel and suffer from. Uh, absolutely. And even though it might sound a little, um, weird, <laughs> I, you know, a home burning to the ground, for example, you know, that's our home. You know, that, yeah. that was our home. And there are, just like with a person, there are memories in that home. Yep. And there's memories in the things and in the possessions that were in that home. And we don't often think about the fact that we need to grieve um, what we've lost there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the holidays can actually be, if we're willing, a, a very good time to do that, just to share memories of, for example, if it's a home, uh, share some some of the best memories I have there, or this, this, and this, and here's what I'm going to miss the most, I think, mm-hmm. and things like that. It, it can be incredibly healing and help us look forward to the next step, you know, whatever that might be. Yeah. So um, with that being said, I'm, we're, we're talking about this as, as a very healthy process where you have these conversations and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to negate the fact that it will be really, really emotional. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to ask, what's the decorum if you are really struggling to keep it together because these wounds might be mm-hmm. really fresh or just really mm-hmm. deep or whatever? This is really, really the great question that I think this is what most people worry about. Uh Um, Breaking down in public, uh, looking like a dummy, you know. um, And so uh, I call them grief bursts. Okay. 
um, uh, think about it this way. A grief trigger gets pulled uh-huh. and a grief burst ensues. Got it. So um, something happens. It can be anything, like we said, and all of a sudden the grief is on you. I mean, it's on you. Sometimes we feel it slowly building from within. Sometimes it's just on us, like hitting us over the head with an anvil, kind of on us. Uh So those grief bursts are what people worry the most about. How do I handle those? Well, first of all, acknowledge the fact that they will happen. Uh, those, Those things will come. So the question becomes not keeping grief bursts at bay. You won't be able to do that. But when a grief burst comes knocking, what do you do with it? And um, what I tell people is, if you can think through beforehand and make a plan, for example, I'm going to a Christmas party at so-and-so's house. Okay, there is a great potential that my grief might be triggered while I'm there. It's a Christmas party and I'm missing someone. Or let's say, you know, I've lost my home and I'm going to somebody else's home for a Christmas party. I mean, so what happens if I have a grief burst there? Mm-hmm. What am I, I going to do? So the questions are, what am I going to say, if anything? And then, you know, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Am I going to go anywhere? Here are the options. The options are, without saying anything, you just quietly excuse yourself and go to some place that you consider safe to grieve. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be a bathroom, could be your car, uh, could be a room in the house that no one is in, could be a closet, you know, could be anything. Um, the next option is being able to articulate something to the people in front of you, which is, you know... As you know, Sam died this year, and I'm just having some intense memories right now, and I just need a minute. Mm-hmm. And then you yourself to one of those safe places. Got it. Um, the, the other possibility, of course, is that it comes on you and you're able to breathe deeply in the moment and stay right where you are. Um, if you're able to do that, however, I think it's very important that when you're back in a safe place – your car, alone, at home, whatever it might be, that you think about that again. Mm. And if possible, you know, the grief is in there. Just attempt to allow it to come out if it, if it wants to. But the key is if you're going to be somewhere or go somewhere, like let's say you're going Christmas shopping. I, I can't tell you the number of ladies especially that I have talked with that have grief bursts while shopping. So, I mean, it's just, so if you're going to go shopping, just have a plan. If a, when a grief burst hits, you know, what are my options? What am I going to do? Because I think one of the worst things for us, Steve, is we already feel out of control um, because of what's happened, Uh uh, whatever it might be. And then being in public and feeling like we have no control just adds to it. And, you know, none of us needs huge amounts of embarrassment on top of our grief. So if we can just think a little bit about what's my plan here, I'm going here. If I have a grief burst, here's what I'm gonna do. Okay. And then the the last question I have for you is, for those people who have celebrated the holidays uh, for, in, in the past, having suffered some sort of grief, mm-hmm. um, but you know, it's been two years, it's been three years, it might've mm-hmm. been five years or mm-hmm. 10 years mm-hmm. and they, and it still comes on. Mm-hmm. Um, do, 
you know, do you have any words of encouragement, advice? Does it ever get easier? Does it ever get better? You know, how, what, what are your thoughts on the, the length of this grief and every year it comes on and they might not want to feel that way in the future? Yeah. Um, I think the first thing to recognize, Steve, is that, you know, and a lot of people say this, is grief has no timetable. And even though we say that, we do expect it to change over time. All of us do. Right. Um, we, we expect to heal, grow, adjust. We expect it to recede in the background somehow or at least change. And I, I think a, a word, does it ever get any better? Um, I think a, a better word is grief changes over time. And the, the intensity of it changes over time. There is usually an acute phase of intense pain, and then there's a phase where it kind of aches. Uh, but then there can still be uh, acute phases, especially during the holidays. And, and someone can feel like, oh, my gosh, I thought I was better. Uh, this thing is, you know, three steps forward and ten steps back. I'm, I'm right back where I was. And no, that's not the case. You're just in the middle of the holidays. And so I just encourage people to breathe deeply when it happens and accept reality as it is, which is, you know, I'm grieving again this holiday. Be nice to yourself about it. Try not to be too evaluative or judgmental on yourself about it. And do what you can do to grieve well and in healthy ways. I really believe that if a person is doing their best to grieve well and in healthy ways, the grief will change over time. They will adjust, heal, and recover. But that doesn't mean that things will be the same. They will never be the same. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like breaking a leg and they do surgery and quote unquote, it heals. But, you know, doggone it, if every time there's a cold snap, I don't feel that broken leg again, right? Right. right. Uh, th the same happens with grief and the holidays. So be merciful to yourself, be kind to yourself. And, you know, other people, if you've been at this several years, other people might look at you funny. Mm -hmm. um, just remember, that's more about them than it is about you. That's, that's them saying, uh, we don't want you to hurt anymore. We don't want you to be grieving anymore, but just be honest with them and say, I still miss him. I still miss her. I always will. Mm -hmm. um, this is fantastic. Did you have any parting thoughts before we wrap this up? Um, <clears throat> I think with holidays, just please remember, no matter what it has been like in the past, it's very important that you guard your own heart these holidays. And what I mean by that is you get to choose this year what you do, how, when, and with whom. Uh, stay focused on what's realistic, uh, what you think you can do. Expect things to be different. Expect the grief bursts. And stay flexible with yourself. If you have to back out of things, that is okay. Mm. I, uh, that, is, that is fantastic advice to, uh, to end on. So, uh, with that, Gary, um, like I said at the top, this is a tough conversation, but I think it's a very, very helpful one. So thank you so much for your advice. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And thank you, Steve. It's a, it's a pleasure to talk with you and a pleasure to share about this. Um, it's a tough time of year. Yeah. 
So with that, everybody, I want to, if you want more information, I want to uh, guide you over to Gary's website, GaryRoe.com, and remind you that Gary is an award-winning author, speaker, and grief specialist of more than 30 years. And Gary is also the author of Comfort for Grieving Hearts. Uh, You can find more information at our website, hitchedmag.com. You can find uh, past podcasts. We have another one with Gary on there as well. So check that out on the uh, podcast link on the website. Uh, And with that, we will wrap it up. So uh, until next time, take care, everybody, and happy holidays. We're on top of the world